Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Well, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Happy day after Thanksgiving. I hope each of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family, that you were able to eat lots of good food and perhaps get in a workout. I mean, that's what it is to try. Like we work out even when we don't necessarily have to, or perhaps you just took it as a race day, rest day. Either way you decided to spend your Thanksgiving, I hope you were grateful and just really was able to have a really good time with those that you loved, whether it was your friends or with your family. So because this is a special Friday episode, Black Friday, if you will, thought it was important as I am highlighting different types of clubs or teams that you can be a part of to highlight one of the largest female clubs across the country. Now, I can put a caveat on that because they are not necessarily directly with an apparel brand. There are apparel brand that are women led that have a women that has a woman's team or a women's team. I hope I'm saying that grammatically correct. But this right here is built out of straight love and community building amongst women, primarily black women and women of color. But it is welcoming to all. If you need to be with women and understand the nuances of triathlon, this is the group where you want to be. So I am so excited to welcome to Tribe Beginners Love, Fast Chicks. Yes, 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 Fast Chicks. I know you probably felt like that's who I was talking about when I was doing my introduction, but listen, they are the team for the hour and the team to be. So I have with me today three women from the team. We have Janice Stuckey. We got Lisa Steptoe and Miss Yvonne Spencer, who is the founder of Fast Chicks. So yeah, welcome <laughs> to Try Beginner's Luck, everybody. How you doing? We're doing great. We great. are great. I mean, y'all looking good. Y'all looking glossy AF. Okay. <laughs> I reapplied. But... <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, let me put a little on. I have my lipstick on because I'm a lipstick girl. But you know, for y'all, I'll put a little gloss on. So anyway, welcome to Try Beginners Luck. I'm so excited to have y'all. And you know, I just love what you're doing, Yvonne, and how you um, are really changing dynamics of sport, not just with women, but with women of color and of all nationalities now and all bodies, shapes, sizes, like you are doing the darn thing. Give us a quick introduction into Fast Chicks. For those of you Yvonne is not new to try beginning. Like it's a welcome back for her. She was on season one, episode three. We taped on November 3rd or it was released on November 3rd, 2021. So if you want to get the detailed version of Yvonne's story, which is really good, go back to season one, episode three to hear that story. But for today, we're going to give you a quick introduction into Fast Chicks and then introduce some new ladies to this audience. All right. Go ahead, Yvonne. Well, thank you so much once again for this, this opportunity uh, to talk about Fast Chicks. And uh, Fast Chicks, we're, we're going to call it a movement, really. It is a it is a community. So we bring in or we welcome those women that want to support each other. And like you said, it's primarily uh, women of color, uh, you name it from all around, but we are welcome to all. And it is more than just a, a brand. It's bringing, bringing us together and supporting when there were none or when there are few, making sure that you feel like you belong to the sport. So many times women will embark upon triathlon and they've been treated poorly or badly. And they had a sense like, maybe, maybe I don't belong. Maybe I'm not supposed to be here because I don't look like this, or I don't do that, or I don't run a seven minute mile. And what we want women to realize is that, yes, you do belong. You have earned this opportunity to do this thing that you enjoy doing. And we want women to continue to do that and be bold and 
and be strong in their movement. So that's that's fast chicks. And so that some women will say, well, I'm not a fast chicks because I'm not fast. Well, it's it's not about that. It's about your mindset and wanting to be better, wanting to do better and wanting to help others to do the same. So I try to, you know, get take myself on mute. But yeah, that I love that. You do know, it's that mindset. One of your taglines is it's a mindset and not a pace. And I think you hit the nail right on the head of not having that seven minute mile and just being able to go out there and get it done and be in a welcoming environment that breeds confidence. That's one of the number, I don't want to say number one, but it is a very high confidence. You need that to do pretty much anything in life. And triathlon can be intimidating, let alone being able to come in and not know how to swim, never been on a bike before or running. And you might be for like myself on the heavier side and you don't really see a lot of people that look like you, then you're black, you, you got hair challenges, like you have all these things that are already pitted against you before you even try. And then, then what? But with fast checks, I appreciate that you are bringing people in and making them feel comfortable and welcome. And when they've had a bad situation, it can be course corrected through a good community and saying, hey, that was an isolated event that will not happen again. You're with a community that will foster something very different. And when you are in situations when you're at a race and not being treated poorly, it's going to be corrected. Like I remember being at a race, maybe in 2022. I don't want to say where, because it would be too revealing of what it, of the race, but it wasn't a good atmosphere. It wasn't very welcoming. And that was the last time that event was held there for the Fast Chicks race. And I appreciated that because you were like, you know, I'm bringing a group of people here. You're going to treat people well. And I love that. I appreciated that because guess what? Dollars have power. I mean, and you're, you're absolutely right. And during, you know, that tumultuous time in our, in our society where diversity and inclusion, those are, those are the big words and, and everyone wants to put their, their actions to work. And I wanted to make sure that whenever we did bring these, these women of color, these women of experiences to your race, that it's not just a, a photo op so that you could try to get more in. I wanted to say, no, you should, you should recognize truly what we bring because it's more than just the color of our skin or, or what have you, we we're bringing the energy, we're bringing the enthusiasm, uh, we're bringing the sense of community uh, that needs to come back to triathlon. And so, yes, it, it's very important that it is recognized through our race directors um, and through other triathletes, really what we bring to the, I call it to the fight, but what we bring to the party. Hey, what we bring to the party. I just felt like that should have had a body roll or something to it. Like, hey, what we bring to the party, hey. Absolutely. Well, anyway, you know, that's what kind of party I bring to the party. I'm I like, I'm a good body roller. Um, and also since then, Yvonne, you have also become a member of the board of directors for USAT. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, so I'm so I'm going on my uh first year of being a, their, one of their general board members. And uh, it's truly giving me an insight into what happens at USAT because it's so much more than the local races that we do. Um, it's tied to the Olympics and the Paralympics and um, the collegiate teams. So I, I've really enjoyed being a part of this board. And I've also enjoyed sharing my perspective um, with those that are willing to listen and making sure that the board members and USAT as a whole understands, once again, what what it means to be in the triathlon community and what it means for minorities, uh, what it means for women, what it means for those that are underrepresented to be in this community and how USAT can make it more open yeah. to them. Uh, make it more accessible because that's the key word is that accessibility to swimming lessons, cycling, uh, you name it. So, so it's, it's been very, uh, very eye-opening for me. And uh, I look forward to continuing it on, on my, uh, my role there. Love it. So that is something newer that might not have been shared in 2021 when we had Yvonne on season one, episode three, <laughs> just FYI, 
Um, so that is new. So, and I think it is important for representation to happen. And I think you sit on the board. We just had Gabriella on earlier, uh, maybe a couple of months, a month ago in October. Um, we had her on in October and she was telling, she had just found out that day that she was accepted to be on the board again for another four years. And so representation matters as a female, she's a uh, Hispanic culture. I love the diversity. And as we continue to see it grow. So back to fast chicks, here we go. We have Miss Janice with us and Lisa, give us a little bit about your history with fast chicks. And what Fast Chicks has meant to you in being on the team? And I would just start with you, Janice. Um, so I've been new to the sport. It's a little over two years for me since someone mentioned. I had to count down 28 months since someone said to me, hey, have you ever thought about a triathlon? Um, and so going along with what Vaughn said about being a movement, um, you know, I am white, very, very white, very blonde, but you know, living anti-racist principles, you know, particularly during um, all that's happened the past couple of years is the threat of who I am. And when I came into triathlon, you know, it was repeatedly all white events and I was not comfortable supporting all white activities. And so I didn't want to support that kind of institution. I don't support that professionally or personally. And it was very important to me to you know, partake in something in triathlon that represented diversity, whether it was gender, race, uh, any sort of sexual orientation, like making sure everybody was included. And so I was having a tough time. I was switching coaches. Um, and then I met Fast Checks and I was like, I want in. Like, yes, you were all black women. Yes, you're all amazing. Yes, you're all great athletes. Yes, you represent like what I want in my life and like, let me in. So, um, you know, I, I harassed the women to let, let me in the group and I'm so glad I did. I wouldn't back down. And, you know, I feel like for me being a part of Fast Chicks, it's I found the role models I was looking for. You know, I'm 42. I'm not married. I haven't had kids like my career has been the focus of my life. And now like my personal life has become triathlon and the women there like represent the life I want for myself. And, you know, the woman that I want to be that I wasn't seeing represented in my career and in my family and in the people around me. So I deep dived in and I'm so happy I did. And now these are my sisters and, um, we get to have fun together and we get to train together and we get to be badass together. And I think when fast chicks come in, it's predominantly black women, which I'm very proud to be a part of and be a proud of part of that movement because I want them to shine. I want them to have that safe space. I want to be a white person that shows that we support safe spaces for black women to thrive. And I also like want to, you know, one day, like, be one of the leaders in this movement to continue to open that space and have other, you know, people join us in this movement of just badass, strong, amazing women who are trying to change the sport. So I'm going to be 100 with you, Janice. I was not expecting that. You, you, you caught me off guard and not much catch, catches me off guard, but thank you for letting us know that you are white, but you didn't have to because we can see that. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I really appreciate your vulnerability because I think it takes, it takes a lot to be in a space where you aren't the majority and or know a lot of people. And so I appreciate what you do and your allyship. And I think you have, you contribute in a way that only you can. And so thank you for that. And thank you for your honesty and openness and for being vulnerable because it's, I know it's probably uncomfortable at times, but that's your growth. And I think we grow when we're most uncomfortable. And I think, where was I? I just said to someone, I was like, it's important for us to indoctrinate ourselves with other cultures because that's how we truly grow and we can learn from each other. And if we did that more often, how much more better would the world be because we would have shared understanding? And I think that's one of the missing parts. And so I appreciate you. And I know there are other people who have the same mindset as you. And it'll keep coming out and keep growing. And we will change this sport for sure. All right, Lisa, it's up on you. So I've been in doing playing at triathlon 
for um, I think 12 years now. And I started um, all by myself, just like winging it. You know, I, I started in the sport as on a, a girlfriend, like, oh, please. She did her first triathlon, learned how to swim. She's like, Lisa, you, you work out all the time. Um, why don't you do this triathlon with me? And I'm like, I, girl, I don't even have a bike. I'll get you a bike. And so I did this triathlon with her, Nations Try, Olympic distance, my first open water swim on a borrowed mountain bike. And I cursed her. I cursed at the, when I crossed that finish line, I, no, but then I went home. I took this little slip of paper that they gave us with the times and I put it on my dresser mirror and I had to look at it every, every morning. And I was like, I could do better if I just had a bike, if I just, I could do better. And, and then, yeah, my husband bought me a bike off the internet. And it was, it was, I was in it, but then I was like, I, I can't do this by myself. I need, I need friends. I need people who know what they're doing. Like Janet said, she's like, I remember the, the first time I met you, Janet, as we were doing an open water swim and she's like, where y'all go? We were talking about going to breakfast. She's like, where are you going? I was like, we're going to breakfast. She's like, I'm coming with you. <laughs> and we ain't lost Janet since, Janet since. So um, I felt like I needed, I, you know, I need friends. I need somebody who knows this sport. And so I started trying out, you know, going to different clubs. I went all the way into DC and it was not a welcome environment. They were not friendly. And, you know, just looked at me at a, I went to an open swim and they just looked at me and he's like, if you can't swim that, um, the 50 meter distance, there's, there's no point in you even getting started. And I turned around and walked away. I was like, okay, you don't even know me. Not, not a hello. You just, but anyway, so I ended up with mid Maryland tri club and, um, I have a personality where I'm gonna make friends. You I, like Janice. Okay, hey, hi, I'm I'm gonna be with you. And um, so I started going to the clubs and going to the group rides, but it was 99% white and very experienced um, triathletes who've been, you know, a lot of them had already done an Ironman and it wasn't very welcoming to newbies. I mean, I struggled, you know, I got dropped all the time, you know, it, it was just, I got left behind. I had to make sure I knew the route because, you know, it, it, it was just, you know, I'm new and you guys are all experienced and they weren't trying to like, if I didn't go to all the meetings and, and like beg for information. And I started to make friends who were at, at my level, but then I, I started following, you know, some groups on, on Facebook and I heard everybody was going to Chicago try. And some of my girlfriends that I knew were all going. And I didn't say much, but I just showed up. <laughs> I just showed up. I'm going where they're going. And I went to a hospitality suite. And there was Vaughn and um, Halima and some, you know, Heather, some other, you know, friends who were doing the thing. And they were trying to get this hospitality. I said, hey, I, I could help. <laughs> and I haven't left. <laughs> they had me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going where you're going. <laughs> Just like Janice. I'm going where you're going. And I've been with the Fast Chicks ever since it, it was formed. And it is, it's it's family to me. It's, um, I suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh my God, where are we going? What are we going to do next? We're all together. It's so fun and welcoming. And we never leave a sister behind. Never leave a woman behind. So you're having a hard day at the race. We don't leave until the last person comes across that finish line. If we have to go in group and go back out on the course and go run them back in, that's what we're doing. And that, that's the spirit that keeps me coming back for more, volunteering for more. What do I need to do? You, you know, um, who can I help, you know, um, I'm here for it. Yeah, I love it. That's so that's my experience. That's so I love it. I love <laughs> it. I mean, I don't love some of the parts of your story, but I love the fact that you were able to 
show up in Chicago and get connected with Vaughn and have a better experience. Yes. I think to your point, we can be, when you get to a place of just, you're no longer quote unquote, a beginner, which I try to encourage people to always approach the sport as a beginner, Mm -hmm. because there's always something that you can learn. You really miss out on people around you and you don't realize how you're treating the people around you. And I think that's something that, I mean, we can't address all the problems, but it will be addressed at some point in terms well, of there's how there's a we... shiny side to the story too, because I eventually became the president of Mid-Maryland Track Club. Well, bam. And brought in all these, I, I started a new, uh, new triathlete program so they could get the training for free, a 12-week training program. You're new to the sport or you're less than two years at it. I created a mentor program. Um we went from 75 members to over 200 by the time my, my presidency ended. So, you know, I I implement, I tried to implement that change and create that environment at Mid-Maryland Track Club. And now it's no longer 99%. It's still, you know, it's still majority, but um, I made sure that that changed. Oh, yeah. I was going to actually mention that because you were president. Uh, I don't know. I think I was at a race announcing and I saw you all. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And it was just really good to see more people of color because I had not in this area seen a large group of people of color. So kudos to you um, and way to make a difference and be the change that you want to see. And that's what Fast Chicks does. They they come in yes. and they make the change and okay, we don't see it. Let's create it. Right. Let's create the change. Um, wow. I don't even know where to go. Um Yvonne, when you created this, you created it from um, your experiences of having to travel and everywhere, having to pick up and find new community wherever you went. What would you say is now, I know you're transitioning into a movement, but what are some of the goals for Fast Chicks in 2024? Because you are about to come up on a major accomplishment of your life and a transition where you may have more opportunities to dedicate more time. So what are some of the things that you want to see and encourage perhaps some new members to who wants to try to come and be a part of Fast Chicks? Well, what I would like to see for 2024 is definitely more, more involvement, more of our meetups that spread not just from not just triathlons, but also the longer distance cycling, um, the half marathon, marathon distances where we're coming together as as a unit, because it's grown through the years. So it started as a triathlon community, if you will. But now we've got new athletes, we have marathoners, we have cyclists, just women that are, are doing a lot of different things, but all towards that fitness realm. And so I would like to support them in being there for them throughout uh, the different types of events that we can do through the year. So that's that's one of my goals is to have more of those meetups, if you will, in different places, different spaces, so that this community can grow nationwide. We've been primarily on the East Coast, Southeast, that side, but now it's it's probably time for us to branch out a little bit and start collecting more, more fast chicks uh, to spread that movement throughout. Uh, not necessarily an official ambassador program, but perhaps that is something that would be on the plate for us as well. Uh, The second thing is I want to continue to have our triathlon camps, our cycling clinics, those types of clinics that can bring you from, I just pulled my bike out of the garage and my husband just pumped up the tires and here I am. Um, I have a toolkit. What what do I do with all of this? (laughs) Because that's, that's where people get their start. Because you're, you don't want to go with the two experienced groups because now you feel as if you can't ask your questions or you have the newbie questions or it's a stupid question. No, let's let's have you in a community of your peers and grow from there. So those those are two of the the top things that I would like to see. And then the third would be the um, the coaching community. So. Um, I'm a coach. Uh, Lisa's about to be a coach. So creating that community where, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. 
Um, <laughs> such that when women are like, okay, I want to do my first try. I want to do my first X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, here's some coaches in your area. Here are their ex their levels of expertise. Here's what they've been able to do. Do an interview, pick one and go forth and do great things. Um, and continue on that name of, of, of the fast chicks, continue on with that brand. Uh, because you mentioned earlier, no, we're not a clothing brand, uh, but we are a, a community brand, if you will. So uh, support the brand that supports you. And that would be fast chicks throughout. Um, and I'm going to continue to work with those race directors that have reached out to me and said, hey, Vaughn, how do we how do we get fast chicks? to come to our race. Uh, we, we would like to see more, more people of color at our race. How do we do that? Because it's not just the women that we bring. We have a couple of uh, probably about 10 or so uh, fast dudes that uh, like to follow us at our races as well. They'll call up and say, hey, what are y'all doing? Because I wanna be where you are. Uh, so working with those race directors um, and, and showing them what, again, what we can bring and seeing what they can bring to us. And, and making us feel welcome as part of this community. So a lot a lot on the plate because um, as of 1 January, I, I keep saying this uh, just jokingly, but I will have no job. I won't have any, anything else to do but focus on my fashions. <laughs> so uh, so many things that are, that are open uh, to us in uh, 2024 and we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary in 2025. So, you know, that's going to have to be a big deal, a big thing. A show. Yeah. And you're right. You're not a clothing brand. You are a brand. And I just wanted to, I, to make sure I specified that because there are female clothing brands that have teams, but there's no fast chicks and fast chicks has its own lane. It is mm -hmm. its own lane. And I don't care. We just got to keep saying it. Fast chicks is a celebrated, uh, it's a celebrated brand period. It's almost Giving Tuesday, and if Triathlon has made an impact on you, consider giving back to Fund Her Try, a 501c3 organization chartered to bringing more women to every start line. They desire to help tackle the financial barrier by reimbursing the race registration fees for first-time female triathletes. To donate, visit www.fundhertry.org. Consider giving today. Absolutely. And we, AF. I just we, we, reach out our, we reach out our tentacles to Absolutely. those those clothing brands, you know, so there's fast chicks on, you know, Betty and, and Zoot and Barlow and uh, Core. Uh, they're yeah. still fast chicks at heart because of that community. Um, but now they're branching out into other brands so that other people can see what we can do. Absolutely. Because the key with bringing in more more women is that they have to see it first. Mm -hmm. They got to see it to believe that it can be done. And then once they see it, now I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to give you the support. We're going to be there for you to, to get you to the start, through the race and across that finish line. Um, so that's, that's what's really been an, important for, for this fashion community. With over 600 members strong, this is a primarily online community. Can you share and Janice and Lisa step in how does it work? You know, if you don't get to see and touch and feel each other every day, because you guys are a tight knit group. So what is the secret sauce that makes an over 600 member community work from an online standpoint? I'm going to have to shoot that one over to Janice. You tell us. <laughs> So, you know, I'm relatively new, I guess, with two years. Um, so I think for me, it's just about showing up. Um, even though I'm relatively new to triathlon, I've done three 70.3s, which I realize is no small undertaking for such a small time. Um, but yeah, we let each other know like what races we're going to. So every single one of my first 70.3 was with the fast chicks team. So it was a lot of people there, but the next, next two was fast chicks. I met the day before the race and we knew we were going to be there. We stayed together in the race. We started together. And so both races, fast chicks, we were there waiting at the swim start 
you know, helping each other feel good and holding hands, jumping in the water because swimming is my weak link, you know, and it's like, just feels good to get in the water, be nervous and look over and say, Hey, I have a sister here. And if something goes wrong, I know I can reach out and flag and they will be there. And both times other fast chicks came and cheered me on, on the course. Some I knew were going to be there and others were surprises. So nothing feels better than to be slogging through whatever happens and you look over and a sister's there yelling your name that you didn't expect to see there. Um, you just feel like held and supported. Um, and I think there's not enough of that in life, right? People going out of their way to just do nice things to help you succeed. And so it's amazing, even though we predominantly communicate online. Now I have so many sisters and I'm like, hey, are you going to be here? Are you going to be there? So I found myself this past year traveling all up the East Coast to meet different fast chicks at different races and different areas and staying with them and going to new things or them coming here to join me at things. And now we're planning for a whole agenda next year together. So um, I think it's such a vulnerable thing to do a race with someone. And I feel like you're, you're family after that, you know? So I feel like we can call on each other and so many things now. And, and now it's, you know, about life advice, family advice, work advice, you know, it just, it starts triathlon and then it spreads into like, I guess how you want to live life in general, which I think is powerful. I think it really goes back to um, engagement and touch points. Uh, like Janice said, um, you have uh, touch points that are out there and different races that folks just get on the page and say, hey, are you going to be here? Do you know this person? And through the connective tissue that we have, now we've brought two more people together and it branches out. And so keeping those those touch points open and then through engagement, you know, every every December, uh, I think most look forward to our fast chicksmas. So we'll we'll have 12 days of these different exercises built upon each other, like the 12 days of Christmas. And we do videos and we laugh at each other at how sometimes ridiculous we look uh, at the beginning of the exercise because we don't really know how to do it right. But by the end, now we're supporting each other um, uh, throughout that. So different, uh, different touch points is key whenever you have an online uh, community. Oh, well, I was going to say that... Um... You know, on, on an online environment, it's uh, creating that, um, I don't know, the hype. And so not only do I post and ask questions, and of course, I'm asking questions about races or things like that, I, but I post up on my personal page and make it public all the fun things we do in my Fast Chicks gear, you know, always in all the hashtags. And then people always ask me, who, what, uh, how do I get the, come on over, come, come over to... <laughs> We're welcoming. We play. So you create that pull, uh, that that excitement. And so I'm, um, as my husband calls me, you, I'm a prolific. I live my life out loud. <laughs> so, so um, and I, I'm a prolific poster all over, you know, and I, you know, TikTok and here and there and Instagram. And so I get a lot of, you know, who are, they, who are these people? Where do I get your kid? Well, <laughs> Well, let me tell you. Um, so, I'm here for it. So, and and through that connection, I just wanted to, to update. So, we on between Facebook and of course uh, IG, similar followings. We we have about 1,300 uh, followers now. So we've grown since uh, since a couple years ago, and probably through what was happening, the pandemic, et cetera, more online tools available. But now we've got over 1,300. They, they could be like you lurking, hanging out there. Um, but every now and again, I'll get that note and someone will say, hey, I, I don't post a lot you know, on Facebook, but I saw XYZ do this. And it's it's truly encouraging. So just you know, keep it up because know that we're, we're watching, we're, we're looking. Um, and that one little piece, that one little space has now taken them to the to the next level in their fitness and health goals. She just oh. called you out. She oh, just called yes. me out. You, you can just, delete that. You can delete that. I will not because I, you know, I have a story as to why I'm a lurker. I don't want to bring the mood down, but I do have a story. Like, but I am. I am a lurker. I am in all of the fast chicks online platforms, and I 
I like and I, you know, engage. And real story, if we're if we're gonna be real, because you know I'm about being vulnerable, you know, when my I kind of joined the group during the pandemic and then my brother passed away. And so it was really hard for me just to engage with people. And mm-hmm. so like I know I'm welcome and loved. Like I've been to a couple of events and races and I'm kind of quiet, even though I'm not quiet by nature. But I think when you go through trauma and very traumatic instances, it changes the fabric of who you are. And so I'm coming out of my shell a little bit. And I do believe that in 24, I am working my way up to a place of being more engaging. And it has been a process. Thank God for good therapists and people like Vaughn who calls me out or will send random texts or, you know, we'll see each other on the course or in the street. And she's like, so what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> so I appreciate so, that. And and I appreciate your vulnerability. I, I did not want the term lurker to come off in a negative tone, um, but it's more of knowing, knowing that there are people that are watching that may not want to, to post anything, but uh, they have eyes on. And I think that that's so very important, not just in the uh, the social media realm, but whenever we're at a race or we're at an event and you're rocking the gear, you're representative of that community. So if you if you are cursing at someone or you're being rude or you're being, you know, acting in a negative way, now that's reflexive upon our community. And, and I think that the women that are, um, a part of Fast Chicks really take that to heart. And so they show the positive side of themselves or they catch themselves if it's about to be a negative thing and, and they truly um, uh, indoctrinate themselves into, into that brand uh, of representing the best of what we have to offer. So I, I don't want, you know, was trying to call you out, lurker is not a negative thing, uh, but just always knowing that someone someone is watching even though you don't know that they are. And, and they're they're forming this this opinion um, about uh, what we represent. Um, mm-hmm. So it's important. Yeah, and it's it's a healthy, you know, from the lurker herself. It is a very good community, and it's encouraging. I'd be like, oh, I want to jump in, and then I'd be like, oh, not today, you know. But that's just me. Like I have a very big personality, but I also know I don't enjoy social media and so it it it's a fine balance for me like i love human interaction so you get me in person all day it's love and i think that's what's special part about fast chicks is there's something for everyone and if that's not you then people can reach you where you are i think you have to be open and honest with who you are and how you show up in order for that engagement to happen i will like to say that fast chicks does a really good job of having products that addresses women, especially from swim caps Um, or, you know, the gear and being going up to sizes that are welcoming. So people don't have to feel uncomfortable in the spandex because listen, it's spandex. Like it ain't too many ways it's going to look great. Right. Unless you, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. So tell us about your swim caps and how you are able to get swim caps that fits people who have smaller hair and then those extra large swim caps, which I like to rock at the pool. Like what is that process for and making sure that everybody has something within the organization? So we work through for our swim caps, our hoodies, um, our visors. Um, Our supplier was uh, indoor performance and it's, he's a, he's a triathlete himself, Andrew Williams. And so I work with him and he was able to source and making sure, you know, you have the regular size swim caps. And I said, brother, we need the the big ones. How do we get the big ones Um, to make sure that it was again, all, all inclusive, because I know we've got a lot of hair. We have different hairstyles. We have braids, we have locks, you name it. And um, I got the feedback from the ladies on the page. It was like, anybody know where I can get a, a bigger cap? Anyone know where I can get, you know, this. And so that supplier, you know, he, he provided a product that we were able to use. Um, and when it goes to the kits that we wear that were designed by Betty Designs, <clears throat> I reached out to Kristen Mayer and I said, hey, Kristen, we we need we need larger sizes. You know, what are your options? And through, 
the um, the factory that she utilized, we were able to get those the, the, the larger sizes to make sure that now we have a full complement. Uh, even with our swimsuits, we used to do, they're called sexy back. And so it was string, you know, it was very thin uh, as far as um, the, what is this called? Like the the hook or the contraption for it. And some of the um, more well-endowed ladies uh, say, hey, we need something else. And so, you know, I talked to Chris and she's like, hey, we, we have a racer back option, which now gave you more material, more support, and um, the ladies loved it. You know, it was a hit with the last order that we did with our swimsuits. And it was so much of a hit that Kristen from Betty Design, she added it back into her clothing line. And so now she's she's responding to what the fastest have said we want. And that has now helped to improve what's happening in her brand because now ladies are like, Oh, well, now I want to get this swimsuit because before that little strap wasn't going to help me out. The, the strap was going to get lost somewhere or, or not support. And now you have a, a thicker band, a thicker strap. And now I feel more comfortable in your kit. So those types of feedback that we provide as a community, I think, is another part of of the change, of the change that we're seeing. Uh, because when I started in triathlon, you had Sagoy and Pearl Izumi. And your colors were black, red, or white. <laughs> that was all there was. And every every now and again, you'll get like an orange in there. But now these brands are coming out and they're responding to the different categories that are part of the triathlon community. And so I, I think that we we keep moving in that direction to get those those kits that are fitted for us. What a smart way to have a focus group for your company. Like you guys are the ult ultimate like market share testers so they can say, hey, let's see if this works or doesn't work. So companies, I'm just saying, if we got any companies that listen to this podcast, listen, you got a, a market, a demographic of women and you know the power of the woman's voice. If we like something, we are going to scream it to the mountaintop. So just letting you know. I want to hit on this mindset of how fast chicks can at first glance be like, oh, I can't really get down with fast chicks because I'm not fast. But you say fast chicks is a mindset, not a pace. And I want to know what that means to each of you. Um, oh, you want me to go first? <laughs> go ahead, Lisa. Okay. Uh, what it means to me is that I can strive to be the best me without having the pressure of having to compete um, against my own friends and and sisterhood. I I don't I I want to get better. I want to do the best that that I can, but I don't want to. I I don't feel that I am competing against it because I'm a firm believer. I say this all the time to everybody who will listen that comparison is the thief of joy, and and that. Our, our fast chicks model that it is a mindset, not a pace, means that I can be the best me. That's what it means to me, that I can be the best me. I can strive to be better every day without having to compare myself to somebody who's, you know, putting down a 10 hour, you know, Ironman and I need all 16, 17 hours, <laughs> 16, 59, 59. Okay. <laughs> so, and I can be, and I'm happy with that and I don't have to be like oh I didn't do an 11 minute pace or I didn't do you know um I can find joy in my accomplishments with with my family I I definitely relate to what Lisa said and I think a lot this past year she says race your own race and I've had to apply that professionally as well as as a triathlete and um you know I'm in a field that's heavily dominated by white men. I'm in finance. There are three of us actually in fast chicks that are CFOs and only 16% of CFOs are women and even less are women of color. So we're already hitting the wall in our day-to-day -day life. And unfortunately, a lot of times in the financial field, if one person gets ahead, it's expense of everyone else. So you have to take everyone else down, you know? So 
you know, my day to day is just being pummeled, kicked, punched, talked over, you know, put down, walked over. I mean, that's my day to day. So I'm already getting sucker punched all the time. And in triathlon, I felt like without that community behind me, I was still getting those sucker punches, right? Because there's that competition against each other. But I feel like going back to the mindset, like we, most of the women and fast chicks are there because they are competing against themselves and want to do better. And they're ambitious women and they're competitive women. And I love that we can be ambitious and competitive. And still there's a huge negative thought from society on ambitious, competitive women, right? It's like everyone like, oh my gosh, fear, but we can be ambitious, competitive and lift each other up in that, right? We're not competing against each other. We're we're competing to do better in this, in this sport and, you know, lift each other up and, you know, we all want to do better. And I love how it's not against each other. It's collectively lifting each other to be better and reach our goals. Um, and I wouldn't be where I'm at without that collective, we helping get there. So um, for me, that's the mindset that. I love about fast chicks and, and, and really the sisterhood. So I, I think the, b- both of the ladies hit the nail on the head, um, bringing it together. It's really about iron sharpening iron because the, the better you get, the better I can get because I'm using you. I'm, you know, taking what you've learned and now I've incorporated that in, into my professional, into my personal. And that's truly what the the mindset is about. Um, it's, yeah, I, I may not be fast, but I identify as fast and at some point I'm going to get there or I'm faster than I was yesterday. And that is a score for me and you will be celebrated in every step forward that you take. So again, we're, we're sharpening each other. We're making each other better, um, through this community. And that's, that's the bottom line of our fast chicks. I am so appreciative of how each of you share this mindset in a different way. And I think that's why Fast Shakes is so special. And so because this is a show for beginners and I can talk to y'all all day because that's what we can do. I want you to quickly share your first time story and then a piece of advice you would give to a first timer. And then after that, we're getting to rapid fire. I couldn't think of that earlier, but it's rapid fire questions. So, and then we're going to be like, so if we can just start, you can start in any order. Janice, I'll let you go first. Sure. So uh, Waterman's was my first uh, sprint. Um, What was that? October, 2021. Um, I doggy paddled with the wetsuit on the entire swim. So you can doggy paddle and finish. Um, So that was, I hadn't had any practice in the wetsuit. It was all a first time, Um, but I finished the swim. And after that, I was like, okay, that was exhilarating and amazing. Now I need to learn how to really swim like a competitive swimmer. Um, But I was all in from there. And once I finished that, I, I probably a normal person would have said that's horrible, but I was going back to what Lisa said, like, I know I can do this and I know I can learn how to do this, uh, you know, if I focus. So yeah, I went all in on swim lessons after that for three, four months. Um, and then, yeah, finished a half Ironman soon after that. So you really can double down and learn how to swim in four months if you go to weekly swim lessons. So that was my first time story. Um, and I drank so much water during that swim. I didn't know if I had like contracted a virus or swallowed a worm or was going to survive how much of that Chesapeake Bay water I had drank. Um, but yeah, I was all in after that and, and there was a lot to learn. So, and what's one piece of advice that you will give? Is that the, that you can swim? Was that your piece of advice? My one piece of advice. And I, I, so I post a lot on uh, LinkedIn about being a CFO and being a triathlete. And I say, never give up because it always seems impossible. Whenever I start a race, there's always something going on that day where I'm like, there's no way I can get through this. And it's just like, you just, that mindset, just don't give up. Just, I refuse to give up. And somehow that gets me to the finish line. So 
that's my life advice that I, I take from triathlon for work and for triathlon and, and training. Just don't give up, period. Thank you, Janice. So my story is, um, I, I shared it at the beginning, was my first triathlon was the was Nations. It was an Olympic distance. Um, I did it with a girlfriend because she wanted somebody to do it with her. She, I did it on a borrowed bike. I didn't even own my own bike. And a borrowed mountain bike with a basket on the front. Um, yes, and people rode past me saying, do you have, sand do you have a sandwich? <laughs> And I was so like, you didn't well, share that part. We needed to hear yeah. about this basket with your sandwiches. We didn't know I, that the first time. I didn't know what I was supposed to have in transition. Vaughn says this all the time. We ain't got all day. You're not supposed to be having a brunch. But I had like lunch. I mean, I, I didn't know. I had sandwich. I had a sandwich. <laughs> so, anyway, it was. I fought my way through the swim. Literally, I was elbowing people. Somebody swam over me. The the bike was, I felt like the Wicked Witch. Then, 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 then. I felt like I, it was raining. So I'm on this mountain bike, water displacement with those times. I swear I was pedaling as fast and as hard as I possibly go and going nowhere, like backwards. And I swear if I hadn't seen my family, uh, you know, and all my friends at the, when you come in with the bike to, you know, try and get the, the thing, I would have thrown my bike down right then and there. I was done. But they were all like, yay, Lisa, you could do it. So I was like smiling. There's this picture I look like I'm smiling. I'm always smiling. But I was really, I wanted to quit. I get, do the run, cuss my girlfriend out when I um, told her I'd never do this ridiculousness again. And yeah, 12 years later, here I am. So um, my advice is, yes, you can. You can do anything you won't put your mind to. You just got to stick with it, keep keep going, and always remember that comparison is the thief of joy. Okay, so um, just don't compare. Be the best you every single day. Get better every day. Find your family, and you'll have a blast. And Miss Fast Chick herself. <laughs> so my first triathlon I was a DNF. And for those of you that are getting started in your journey, that means I did not finish. Uh, you may as well said I did not start, but I actually did start my first triathlon. So I did all the training. I practiced in open water down in Virginia Beach. I had my wetsuit, cycling. I was ready for my first triathlon, um, but apparently not as ready as I thought I'd as, as I should have been. So I got into the water. I started the swim. I believe it was the anxiety of the race, getting the jitters, um, not really knowing what to expect. And I probably swam about 100, 200 yards and it was a wrap. I was out. And so I, I did not, I did not finish my first triathlon. And I, I decided, well, I can't let that be the end. Like that's just crazy talk. So I went and signed up for another triathlon a shorter distance. And, uh, I, I finished it. It was a swim that if I panicked, all I had to do was stand up. So that was a plus. <laughs> and I was just so happy to get out of the water on my first triathlon that I probably took a little bit too much time in transition, um, you know, kissing the ground and, and praising the gods. But, um, the people around me reminded me that I got two more events to do. So I might want to get on up and get on my bike and get the party started. But uh, I, I say that to, to tell you all out there that are getting started, don't judge a book by its cover. Now, now since then, I've gone on to do, you know, eight fulls, a multitude of 70.3s, all the different distances, um, you name it. So if you were to see me today, you would say, oh, my goodness, she's done all this. She's done all that. But where she started was a DNF. So, you know, don't judge that book. People are out there. They will post only the good stuff on the book of face. They will post only the good stats. And so like Lisa said, don't compare yourself to that, uh, but know that you are able, you are capable, you put in the work, you get your support and you get across that finish line. You know, that's it. That's a wrap. You know, <laughs> I think not giving up, you know, comparison being the thief of joy. And it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. 
and not being judged by where you are. This is a sport where we can constantly grow and improve with each race, with each year. You're always going to be fine-tuning something. And so thank you, Janice Stuckey, Lisa Steptoe, and Yvonne Spencer. This next round is going to be rapid fire. Really quick, we'll keep it short. Um, and the order will be Janice, Lisa, Yvonne. All right. Quick, fast, out of here. Favorite artist. Ani DeFranco. <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> Missy Elliott. Hey. Favorite place to bike. Uh, Anacostia, the trail. Mm -hmm. I have Sligo, Sligo's out my back of my house. I go down the Anacostia and come back. So that's my favorite. Uh, right now, Kent Island, but now Jamaica. <laughs> nice. nice. I just got back from Cycle Jamaica. So. I'm going to say Davidsonville. Okay. Morning workout or evening workouts? I would say afternoon. I like two o'clock. <laughs> morning get it done and have a great day both <laughs> swim bike run rank them in order of preference run bike swim bike swim run run bike swim wave start for the swim mass start for the swim or rolling start for the swim uh, I guess I've only ever done the rolling and I think I'd have a heart attack at a mass start. I don't think I'd even go to that race. It just wouldn't work out for me. So I practically had a, a, a heart attack at a, uh, mass start. So I prefer waves or rolling, rolling start. Rolling. I mm -hmm. almost wanted to ask a follow-up question, but we'll have to have that in another day. Um, like a real heart attack. Well, I got pulled out of the water because my heart rate got up and my blood pressure rose. So I got pulled. pulled That's out. a real thing. That is yeah. a, a real thing. The water was really, really was cold. Really cold too. Really cold. So. Yeah, that really cold water ain't nothing to play with. Ooh, I had an experience in Wyoming this year where I jumped in the water to do something. It was like, like just, okay, so this, is, this <laughs> yeah. ain't my rapid fire. Let me go. T1 or T2, <laughs> T1 or T2, which is more challenging for you? T1. Getting that wetsuit off and getting dry. Yeah, T1. T1. Okay. And the last question that I don't let in. Oh, no, 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 no. One before the last question. What is the song that gets you most excited when you're with the fast chicks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. If I tell you the song in my mind, it's going to really blow everything out of the water. So I grew up in inner city Richmond. So in my mind, the song that I'm always singing is so that is my triathlon song. This was a lot about my upbringing, but yeah, <laughs> we'll go next. Level up. Yeah, it's it's got to be level up. But Janice, we got to talk about that song. We, we, we got to talk about that. Yeah, I did I'll say lie. I grew up in inner city Richmond and I went to we public schools. So that's the song I was raised on. And that is what comes to mind in times of crisis. So. What? Control what everyone says. But in this instance, I was looking for level up because I know level up, level up is like <laughs> the, the fast chick song, but you're new. So you get a pass for today. And lastly, have you peed on the bike? Or do you take a proper pee break or is it just you pee in your wetsuit? I just failed on peeing on the bike because I was supposed to do it in the last race and I just couldn't make it happen. So I'm aspiring to pee on the bike because <laughs> I waste time going in the porta potty, taking the suit off, putting it back on, you know, yeah, I'm working on it. I appreciate that. It took me probably eight, 10 years to master it, but I, I can pee on the bike now. Before yes, that, I, no, I still, I like, I had to like, just come to a stop and just straddle the bike and just, I ain't taking off all these clothes. I ain't got, and I ain't got that kind of time to be <laughs> taking a potty break. I got to keep going. Oh boy. The you, Yvonne. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I, I, I have. 
<laughs> Listen, there's an art. We 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 should probably have an art to pee in on the bike session. It's a intimate yeah, training night, camp. A yeah, training camp. A tra this is how you pee on the bike. Relax your mind. So, <laughs> anyway, your mind. too much. Well, thank you, ladies, these fast chicks for coming on the Try Beginners Luck podcast. It has been a pleasure. Whenever you try Beginners Luck, you truly always win. I am Mashonda, and we are out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try Beginner's Luck, you always win.